Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew. And now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. And hello and welcome to another episode of Campus Comics Cast here inside Campus Comics as the uh, starting to get dark outside. Um, and I do not have previews in hand for this one. We're going to be talking about a few other things here that's going on within the industry and just, uh, you know, some tie-in stuff with other media. And actually going to talk about a review of a comic book series that's going on here. So joining me to help me with that tonight are Scott Reed and Dan Brown. All right, well, the first thing we need to talk about is something that uh, has been ongoing for a long time, it seems like, the possibility, I guess since the birth of the MCU, as we say, and, uh, and that would be the Disney-slash-Marvel-slash-Fox merger, you know, because ever since the, all the movies started, people wanted, you know, those properties that Fox owned the rights to make movies to to come back. Well, it has happened, so... Where do we start here with this? Well, I guess so. The total was what seventy one point eight. Was it two? Oh, I, I what I saw said two, but I don't. Let's know. say over yeah. seventy Again, billion. No one, oh, no one's cutting billion. me a check. Yeah, so yeah, I can't yeah. tell you. So what's a six hundred million? Here? Yeah, 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 just, yeah. Between friends, <laughs> yeah. who cares? So, and I, I guess uh, I guess uh, Disney already has Justice Department approval for this to go yeah, through. Yeah, they, so they did okay. before at the this final point, vote. and and I'm I'm thinking that because like what Comcast came in and was maybe going to try to buy it, and that's yeah. why the because like before we were hearing in the fifty million or fifty mm-hmm. billions, excuse right. me. Um, Come on, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now we're Ch- up change. over the the seventy billion, which I'm, that just seems absurd. I can't uh, like I can't fathom that no. amount of money. Oh, no, you no, know, no I, I'll never see that in my lifetime, yeah, no. unfortunately. I heard there was one objecting vote from one of the shareholders like said no because <laughs> they just who, felt who I, didn't I, just slap them i know right because <laughs> it's just like they just felt like disney was spending too much money yeah. oh. well on the i can see more objection on the disney side than i can see oh, for coming sure. from the fox side for mm-hmm. that dollar amount right. the x-men movies are not going to make 70 billion dollars no. over the next 100 years right. let alone but yeah you know, but again we're talking about the entirety of fox for the most part yeah. i think they had yeah. to drop off some sports channels maybe and some different mm-hmm. things like that right so there'll still be some fox out there i guess mm-hmm. but yeah disney took a big chunk of it so again we're not just talking about the movie you know the marvel right, movies but that's right. what we'll be focusing on yeah. not on this that's one what's the important stuff but you know there's a lot more to it you know simpsons are in there like we were talking right. on our previous episode mm-hmm. you know yeah there's so much in there and too and i mean as far as what it means you know i hadn't really thought about but you know there's a you know kind of a group of guys that tends to hang out and talk to dan here on side but you know i was thinking about the, what this means you know and how it goes beyond the movie universe yeah. as far as the mcu you know of course that means we get x-men and uh Fantastic Four back Ooh. and right to make movies for those, and anything goes with them. So that's Silver Surfer, Galactus, on and on. Right. You know uh-huh. everything that goes along with that. But one of the things I think you mentioned, Dan, too, that had never even occurred to me was the original Star Wars trilogy. Right. You know because of cool. course, yeah. Go ahead. I think that was something a friend of mine and coworker and customer here at the store, Shad Schubert, brought up mm-hmm. to me at my mm-hmm. you know day job. Right. Was that, yeah, now they can re-release the original cut of the Star Wars films because Fox has distribution on that. Okay. Disney owns Star Wars. It's all under one house now. Yep. Uh, again, there's some other things 
kind of here and there like the uh, 90s Spider-Man cartoon that was on Fox back in the day. Disney owned that somehow. It was some weird thing. Mm-hmm. I would hope that that's all cleared up now. I don't know why it wouldn't be mm-hmm. because before we always had these crazy like single disc mm-hmm. themed compilations. We've never had a complete set even though they've done the X-Men since. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you're a Spider-Man fan and you want these cartoons. Well, I guess a, we'll maybe see those on Disney streaming. Then, I, I would hope. Happens. I would think so. I'm also hoping we get some of the older Spider-Man cartoons like Spider-Man's Amazing Friends mm-hmm. and then the Spider-Man the s- series before that, which I didn't even know about till a few yeah. years ago. And then the 60s Spider-Man series. Woo! <laughs> Oh, I can't even make myself watch those. Oh, I know. They're rough on YouTube. You yeah, know, I they? watch those oh, and I some bet. of the Hulk stuff. But again, the that, that, first even that got their home was release okay, years ago. But like this, I watched like the second season, and they started reusing some of the animation from the oh, first yeah. season and lots of repetitive things. And that's things, the other thing. There yeah. were other series they did, too, back then. Wasn't mm-hmm. there like Hulk and Captain Hulk, America? Captain America, America back then? Sure. Like Submariner. They did uh, Submariner. Yeah, like I remember those being released on VHS back in the day, but I've never seen them. I've only ever seen them on bootlegs. It's the things I've ever seen them at. very odd. Because they take the original art. Work like Kirby and stuff, mm-hmm. and they just kind of do, you know, right? Yeah, you know, like animated comics. comics, yeah, yeah. animated right. comics, and, yeah. and they're basically adaptations of some of those early stories. Yeah. So, with really bad theme songs. Right. So, bringing it back to, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, stuff. My, that was my bad, my bad. Um, I, to me, the biggest concern I have going forward is how this is going to impact the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Um, I'm, and we've talked about this in the past. I do not want to see Deadpool and Captain America in the same movie. I just, I do not want to see that. I have mm-hmm. zero desire for that to occur. And mm-hmm. I also have zero desire to see the Marvel Cinematic mesh up with the current X-Men universe. Yeah, because th- the current X-Men universe has just been very hit or miss, and to me, more miss than hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. They've delayed... You you know, New Mutants and the Dark Phoenix movie. Uh, I keep seeing rumors online. Are they canceled? I can't imagine that those movies won't get released at some point unless Disney just is adamant about burying them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they made them just to up the dollar price that they that, were going to get. Could, that could be. That's why we had that first Fantastic Four movie, right. you know, the Roger yeah, Corman yeah. one that never got, got released. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a good documentary out about that now too, mm-hmm. called Doomed. Yeah. You can check out yeah. if oh, you really? want. I think, it's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Ooh, so if you yeah, want to know more that. about that, check that out. Yes, I would. A little side note, but yeah. uh, hopefully we get a much better Fantastic Four movie yes. out of this deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but still, unfortunately, that's the best Doctor Doom we've ever got. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's definitely yeah. the most comic accurate right. adaptation of those characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, but mostly because they had to make it so quick they didn't oh, have yeah. time to come up yeah. with anything it different. Got the Corman treatment for sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, and again, um, back to the Fantastic Four real quick. A uh, friend of the store, Matt Speroni, mm-hmm. brought up to me, "How about a Hulk thing fight?" Exactly. Hadn't even thought about that, yeah. but you can have that now in a mm-hmm. movie that would be awesome yes it would <laughs> yes it would so yeah there's a lot of good yeah you know, i mean there's some concerns you know like i agree with scott on that you know but I, maybe disney will keep that so i mean they'd have to really water down you know deadpool and i think that yeah that's, 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 that's the thing how does disney handle an r-rated deadpool movie right yeah you know Disney has obviously done R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, all of the Marvel Cinematic stuff has been PG-13. Mm-hmm. Right. I hope that that continues. Me I mean, too. you're not going to have, I mean, as good as or as much money as some of those, you know, like Logan made and right. the Deadpool movies made, they're nowhere near the money that the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. films are making. Right. Hopefully Disney can but again, see that. I don't think that speaks to quality, though, either, because yeah. would Disney have made Logan? 
you know what I mean? Like, it's an R-rated movie. That was a great ending, you know, the Hugh Jackman storyline mm-hmm. in there. But the reason the reason why it was R-rated, though, is because they chose to just drop in some F-bombs into the movie. If you pull out all the F-bombs out of Logan, it's a, it's a PG-13 movie. You think even with the violence oh, in absolutely. it? With, uh, there's no, I, I, I can't imagine that it's not a PG-13 movie. Huh. So I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, and, and I mean, I feel like you definitely take out the blood from that movie to get PG-13. Because you never really see that in the X-Men movies with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. His claws are just conspicuously clean mm-hmm. with yeah. what he's doing in those films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it could still be a, a PG-13 movie. You know, yeah. I mean, it's what it says. All you have to do to get it, to, like, you, for PG-13, you're allowed one F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you have two, all of a sudden you're an R-rated film. And yeah. I, I think that's, like, what they did with Logan and Deadpool. I mean, and I've, I've said before, I think... Excessive use of language in those is just a little bit of lazy writing, right. and I hope that that lazy writing doesn't transition over to the Marvel Cinematic. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I think we. Re- I really Disney's not going to have their name on it, you know, and they're going to want their name on any of the things that makes that huge, huge mm-hmm. money like right. mm-hmm. Marvel stuff does. So I, yeah, I see your concern, but I would be surprised if Marvel if Marvel slash Disney actually does that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So. I guess at this point it's you know again more just speculation other than the fact just not just speculating it has happened so right. now just see what it means yeah. and how it goes on from here man it seems like we've been thing. talking about this just around yeah, the store yeah. for months mm-hmm. like it was last year right when it first yeah. kind of came up yeah, and then the comcast thing happened and then they withdrew yeah. mm-hmm. and blah, blah 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 so so now it's all come to pass and just you know the you know just see what how it plays out and what one thing that's crazy is disney's stock prices have have dropped quite a bit and I, I and i don't i don't really understand that i mean they just come out come out of infinity war 2 which is like what the first two billion dollar mm-hmm. grossing film yeah. yet disney did not meet their uh earnings expectations their projected yeah earnings their projected earnings off. i mean yeah. go back to sony with amazing spider-man 2 there was a woman internally like at the top that said this movie will make a billion dollars mm-hmm. there's no way the fifth spider-man movie is going to make a yeah. billion dollars at that point but <laughs> mm-hmm. it still made money it was still successful for them but again it wasn't what they wanted it to be right and now they you know they've rebooted and worked with marvel since mm-hmm. i did see one number and i i this number it's hard for me to believe that this number is accurate but and i don't know if this is for i assume this is for that quarter where they're they're dollars were just didn't meet expectation but the disney film division not Mm -hmm. just the marvel films but the disney film division made 780 million dollars and this is the same quarter that infinity war was in which was so they spent 1.3 billion of that 2 billion to make 700 million which just i mean that's just mind bottling to me so it's amazing that we get these high budget movies like like oh, what yeah. we do sometimes because mm-hmm. I mean they could have made you know a hundred movies right. <laughs> or I that bet you know. whatever shakes out with Justice League I bet it's not going to be the same budget the first one was mm-hmm. you know at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, individually is there anything we're all kind of looking forward to or anything that has potential that we're looking you know think could come out Through of this fo- yeah. yeah I mean really the thing that you mentioned I do not own any of the original trilogy on any kind of media right. at home yeah we're talking I'm, about the original theatrical yes, cut non-special non edition where it says Star Wars not A New Hope it's yeah. just Star Wars is the title of the film that's probably the thing I'm most looking forward yeah. to since you mentioned that because I don't own those, any of those films on DVD or Blu-ray right you know because I'm like I'm not buying that till I can get those cuts <laughs> of the film right you know I used to have VHS copies of the original uh, cuts of those but mm-hmm. right 
I got rid of them stupidly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Dan? Uh, I think, you know, kind of mentioned it already, but I think a good Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four movie. Yeah, you sure. know, I feel like Marvel bringing them home, you know, they are not going to drop the ball yeah. on that. They obviously right. cannot do worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like, again, some other things that are going on right now, as of right now, James Gunn is not doing Guardians 3. We don't really know what the status of that movie is, how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with an egg credit scene where uh, there's a fantastic car out in space that the Guardians <laughs> run into, and the you know Fantastic Four already are there, but have been mm-hmm. lost for years mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Right? You know, I think that'd be a really quick way of tying them back into the you know movies. Yeah, because I mean the thing always about a Fantastic Four that I've thought, and I think we discussed at the beginning, it really needs to take place in the '60s. For it doesn't need to, but that would be so much more fun to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So have them lost in time and then kind of play into that man or men, man and woman out of time mm-hmm. kind of thing right. you know it's just like i think that would be a lot of yeah. fun that would also be a good way to explain why they haven't been in these movies mm-hmm. without like starting over with another reboot with a bunch of 20 year olds right yeah. you know mm-hmm. i feel like you i feel like recasting a new fantastic four you need to go a little older than what we've had mm-hmm. right you know i think you need reed richards as someone who can be on par with tony stark mm-hmm. you know could stand toe-to-toe with him right you know they got makes for some more interesting stories as mm-hmm. opposed to here's another group of young guys yeah. right yep. you know agree so anything you're particular just no i, I i'm with i'm with dan i want to see a good fantastic four yeah. movie mm-hmm. so you yeah. know and and really what the great part that comes with, I mean, FF aside, you know, it's just like, you know, Surfer, Galactus. Yeah, and, and Silver Dr. Surfer. Yeah, yeah like, do you, you think know. we get Galactus in an Avengers movie now? Yeah. <laughs> you mean besides you the smoke it, cloud? Yeah, <laughs> you want to tease that at the end of Infinity War Part 2? <laughs> right. I mean, how how do you go bigger after after Thanos? I know, right? You know? Yeah, that's the only way. Or one of the few. Yeah. I'm trying to think, was there, like, I know... Marvel's already gotten back a lot of the other franchises from Fox. Was there anything else left out there besides X Men and the Fantastic Four from Fox? Yeah, because they've got like they've got Daredevil, they've got Ghost Rider back now, and different things. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think if there's anything else kind of hanging out there. No one's been talking about. No, not that I know of, but I haven't looked yeah. real close at it either. Yeah. So, and again, they don't show us the contracts for no, whatever reason. Right. I yeah, know. run them by us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so other than just you know Spider Man still being with Sony, but again they're working with Sony now. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if we were, I guess we probably weren't going to discuss this, but there's been another trailer for Venom right? that yeah. came out. Oh, and yeah. we have shown, per Marvel's sort of formula, your mm-hmm. favorite thing mm-hmm. of a like-powered villain yes, exactly. in the origin story. So <laughs> yes. there you go, Mike. Yep, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Riot. Much better looking trailer, though, than what we've gotten yeah. for that there movie so far. Yeah, a minute and more than just a few seconds. Yeah. So not still, still feeling great. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's better. All right, so anything else with that? Or just uh, no, time will tell. Yeah. Yep. All right, the next thing we we're going to talk about, you know, again, with the nature of the podcast, and by the time all three of us get on the same page, <laughs> you know, a little bit late to the table with some of this stuff, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Netflix's uh, Luke Cage Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got through 13 episodes of that, you know, and I don't know how you guys felt about it. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, I really did. Um I think some of it fell apart, and again, I think it suffered from Netflix bloat, you know, a little yeah. bit, you know, the 13-episode thing, just a little bit too much at times, and feels a little bit padded, but uh, all in all, I'm not going to say it was as good or as well, you know, I mean, the villain, the first one, I mean, you know, with the 
Cottonmouth. You know, it was just so yeah. good. But I did like yeah. Bushmaster. You didn't like it? I didn't like Cottonmouth in the first one. So me, I, I enjoyed the second season of Cage a lot more than the first okay. season of Cage. I still think the first season of Luke Cage was just Daredevil season one in Harlem. <laughs> so, I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost the exact same same plot line. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got some things to say about, you know, Bushmaster, but um, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid and I didn't I didn't mind some of the extra story elements to you know for the 13 for the 13 episodes. And when you get to episode 13, you're like and we'll talk about this oh, more, yeah. I'm sure. But it's like, it's how right. are they going to wrap this up? There's only 30, minutes left in this episode, right. oh, yeah. and we haven't got our big fight yet. Right. And uh, yeah, so obviously spoilers, right? right for yeah, for Cage. Sure. But, um, but again, it, we've all seen this. At yeah. This point, so if you haven't, come right. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think overall, I didn't like it as much as the first season, mm-hmm. but uh, the first few episodes were a slog for me. Those mm-hmm. first three or four episodes, I was just forcing me myself to get through. Uh, it definitely picked up for me after that, mm-hmm. but it was hard getting into this one. When Bushmaster shows up, that's which I think was the end of was it the second or the third episode? One of those, yeah. I think. It, yeah, that's whenever yeah, it, it does, really starts yeah. to pick up. So mm-hmm. uh, again, another Wu Tang cameo. So that's kind of nice. Hopefully, they continue that for every season because right. <laughs> you know there's plenty of members in the Wu Tang Clan, so <laughs> we can have one for every season for several years. All right. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought. Um, like Scott said, I did enjoy Bushman. I really liked the actor in that in that mm-hmm. part. Um, I did have to watch it with subtitles. I'll have to say because you know, <laughs> I mean? a lot of the Jamaican the accent, accent yeah. just like in the dialect, and you know, mm-hmm. just the words used is just like, okay, what are they saying here? So, and it's kind of like if you watch the subtitles, they would kind of like put what we would consider proper English yeah. over that instead of the way they're actually saying, saying it. it. Yeah, and, I yeah. watch I watch everything with subtitles anyway, so yeah. I did too, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I watched it without subtitles, so yeah. it's... Mm-hmm. I, and my kids will turn on subtitles because they'll be watching TV at like two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then I always have to go in and turn it back off. So, yeah, gotcha. so. <laughs> is that so? Dad doesn't hear that so they're still up. Yeah, is that so what yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So Wait, why didn't I have that technology when I was a kid? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we're starting to get that new formula of villains in all these shows where you have a, yeah. a Bushmaster has this sympathetic motivations. Mm-hmm, you know, right. there's something something with his origin. Um, one of the things that kind of bothered me is like they bring in Bushmaster. He has a different source of power, but then as you get lighter into the series, we learn that that source of power is basically killing him. So he can't continue being on par or at the same level as, as Luke Cage. So I didn't like that part of his story. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're sort of addressing that and I assume he'll be back for season three along with, you know, uh, you know some of the other characters that we'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted Luke Cage had to find a way other than fists to beat right Nightshade mm-hmm. or not Nightshade Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Nightshade was in there too, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, and I did like that arc. I thought it just kind of fell apart. You know what I mean yeah. with Bushmaster? The way it ended, I thought it just kind of was abrupt. So, and so what we're ta- we keep talking about this this last episode you know it's just not being what we expect and basically everybody comes to luke cage and says we're backing off so mm-hmm. there's no big challenge no big fight you know luke cage is fighting yep. bushmaster he's not having a gunfight with shades he's not yeah. you know going toe-to-toe with all of uh, an army of uh, maria dillard's uh goons and thugs i mean it's uh it's just everybody kind of takes a step back yeah and, and just, i mean and the thing is too it's like it's an action show mm-hmm and it's like you're not going to have Mike Coulter punching out Alfred Woodard. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to yeah. do that, and you shouldn't. No. Right. You know that's why you really needed this big Bushmaster fight at the end that never happens, mm-hmm. especially 
with the way that Bushmaster just hands him his ass yeah. <laughs> in this show. And right. and those are good fights. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and the first one is really kind of surprising. And I think they kind of showed it in the trailer, unfortunately. Right. But it's kind of a shocking end to that episode mm-hmm. where he gets laid out. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really want him to kind of overcome that. And mm-hmm. it never really happens in right. this show. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the big flaws. Yeah. You know, the like series. Pretty much every time they faced each other, you know, they kind of bested Luke. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like for the most part, you know, never really and it's like you can't tear down your hero without building him back up right you know yeah gotta have something i I guess to me that means this really the ending made it feel like it was the second part of a trilogy Mm -hmm. you know yeah i hadn't hadn't thought about that but now that you've said that i could totally see that Mm -hmm. so i feel like the third season is going to bring a lot of these things to a you know to a conclusion i guess or so to me whether or not ultimately the second season luke cage is any good is if they take it and move it forward in season yeah i had i hadn't thought about that but yeah that would totally work a lot better i think if they did do that and again it gives you you know a chance to bring up bushmaster Uh, i really like theo rossi born this season the actor that plays shades he was Uh, juice back on sons of anarchy Uh Uh, i think he had a much better arc this year a lot more to do in the first season i kept like okay this guy's gonna do something at some point and he was just always just standard around yeah I mean, he mm-hmm. was just he was just never he never ever did anything it's like why was he even there right. for the first season so they finally develop that character and i i enjoyed him too mm. the <laughs> the the yeah. romance was a little <laughs> creepy, yeah. you know yeah. but but they ex- they explained that yeah. they explained that as well as he's an right. he's an old well, school gangster and yeah. she was there's, an old school gangster as and well and there's some so. other romance going mm-hmm. on with that character yeah. too mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's some different kinds of romance for old shades in this season right <laughs> but so. uh yeah. yeah but uh that was so but I was glad they finally, you know, did something so with that with character. Him. Yeah, because yeah. I kept thinking, oh, he's going to be some crazy superpowered right. something or oh, whatever. Yeah. But no, he's just a regular guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, kind of took a a turn that was kind of surprising, but not really with how she ended up. How you know, what's her name? Dillard. Dillard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Stokes. 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 Mike. Yeah. Maria Stokes. Stokes. Dillard, if I had to hear that, Dillard, if Stokes. I had to hear that oh, one no. more time, I was going to scream. That's yeah. the Luke Cage drinking game for this right. season. And I don't even, I don't even drink. Right. But every time every you time. hear Bushmaster say correct somebody, it will say Stokes yeah. instead of Dillard. I kind of, I kind of like that myself. You'll yeah. get, so, you'll get yeah. alcohol poisoning yeah. by yeah. this season. Uh, to me, that yeah. kind of showed how deep that. Hatred, hatred was though. between yeah. those I, two yeah characters. I get that but do I need it every 20 minutes I was surprised mm-hmm. that they killed her off yeah you yeah. know in that and that her daughter is the one who mm-hmm. actually actually did kill her off so I, right. that was kind of a big surprise for mm-hmm. me uh, one thing I did really like in the last episode is whenever Nightshade walked into the into the paradise was it the paradise yeah yeah she's got the traditional from the comics nightshade uh, buns on her hair she looked you know just like the character so i was i was pleased to see that throwback to the comics Uh there um so that was good miss misty got her new arm Mm -hmm. that's another thing we kind of haven't talked about yeah but we they were kind of hitting at that last Mm -hmm. episode of the first season oh and speaking of danny that that episode where he finally shows (sighs) up does that not make you it gives me hope yes so good especially compared to the first season of iron Iron fist Fist. i like him so much better they keep throwing around the phrase heroes for hire i know let's just do this i don't think that's where they're going but Uh, like 
I would be fine with just a season of that, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. these guys. It is probably what around season ten or episode ten or eleven. Those like yeah, Danny shows like up. Yeah, so, you know, nine, ten, and eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven, somewhere yeah. in that range. Yeah. They just do a team up where mm-hmm. they go oh, in together so and do good. it, right. and we get a decent Iron Fist. I felt yeah. like he came up a notch. Yes. So oh, for sure, gives me yeah. a little, not a lot of hope, but mm-hmm. a little hope to, for them to dash mm-hmm. in the second season of Iron Fist. Right. Um. <laughs> I say what though, if you don't have Luke Cage show up on an episode of that, that's a yeah, crime. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Was was Turk not in? I don't. I was got to think about today, and it's like, was Turk ever in season Boy, two? It seems like you. No, I thought he was. didn't. He die in the first season. Oh no, did he? I don't. I didn't think he was dead. Huh. I don't know. Maybe don't he was know. in there. I don't, I don't remember if Turk was in. I, and he, I don't think he showed up on the. Let me see. He was on the cast list. I don't see him on the okay. cast list either. But uh, I was just wondering if he was in it or not. So I, hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, he had been in I, most of them. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't yeah. remember now. And it's been a few right. weeks since I've yeah, watched me it. Too. I am tired of Rosario Dawson yeah, in yeah. the Netflix shows. I'm yeah. tired of them just writing her out of these Netflix shows. Yeah. If she's in the show, just have her in the show. Yeah. If you yeah. can't afford to have her, don't have her. Yeah. I'm sorry. I you know I like the character. I think she serves a purpose in these, mm-hmm. but don't just have her on for a couple episodes and be like, oh, I got to go see my mom. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Iron Fist is where she jumped the shark for me. Right. So yeah, whenever exactly. they have oh, yeah. her after a few weeks. Of training, going yeah, head toe right. to toe and surviving against ninjas—that's just no. idiotic. So that mm-hmm. was that was terrible. Again, she needs to be gone. I've blocked out Iron Fist, so oh, yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. And then, of course, you know, Dan had mentioned it to me, and I was just like, when I hadn't finished watching, he's like, "What about that last thing?" You know, and it's just like yeah. it, it didn't click when I watched it. But I think it was pretty late. And I was tired. But <laughs> right. the point was well taken. You know, whenever. Because one of the twists at the end then is uh, Stokes. Why can't I think of her first name? Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, she does redo her will, and she ends up leaving the club, club, Harlem's Paradise, Paradise, to Luke. You know, figuring mm-hmm. this is my last laugh at him. This will corrupt him. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if she and it, it's, it also seems to be the last straw for her daughter. Yes. And I mean, yeah. she gets up and leaves after that. Right. Yep. So so that so that happens, and then um, whenever he finds that out, the attorney that's there to deliver the you know the news tells her that he says, "Well, what do you want it?" And yeah. then Luke says, "Luke said, burn, burn it, it down, down. Mm-hmm. burn it down." Which I took to mean I'm rejecting this. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Cut to, to yeah, that final scene. Mm-hmm. Luke is running the club. It's like a grand reopening party or something like that. Again, they don't say how what the time lapse right. is here. A few weeks, you assume. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what what did that what mean? was with that line dialogue we just saw? Uh-huh. I, I yep. think I think they established that you know it's how like Luke was setting himself up as the kingpin of Harlem, right? And and it's not for him to run drugs, but everybody else is going to you're going to stay out this is my territory kind of like what the daredevil did in shadowlands no it's yeah but uh but he then that is going to be his base of operations right and that's going to hopefully keep the violence down inside of harlem but he's going to you know it's going to come at a cost to his principles and yeah and i mean they were kind of building up to that throughout the show Mm -hmm. and when i figured that i'm like that's a cool story you could tell Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and again it's not it doesn't mean luke cage is a bad guy forever or whatever i don't think he is a bad guy yeah yeah. but again like you could go that way for a season and it's Mm -hmm. you know probably got some cool stories in there 
But I'm just like, why put in that line? Like, just cut out that line of burn it down, mm-hmm. and everything's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's, <laughs> I know? think it's just a show of the conflict and him having to make that right. tough choice. But mm-hmm. you know, I, that that didn't bother me that much. Yeah. So yeah, I went I went back and rewatched that again after the show was <laughs> over because I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? Because I kept waiting for some kind of twist. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a sting to get all these guys back in here. We're gonna arrest them or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out what it was, and it just ends. Right. You know, <laughs> so maybe ne- hopefully next season we. Yeah. Uh, figure out what the deal was with that, or maybe yeah. I'm just crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Bothered you more? Yeah, yeah. So this this probably was like my, of of the, all the Netflix seasons so far of you know for Marvel. This is probably actually my fourth favorite season. So oh. I still have Daredevil season two, Punisher, and then Daredevil season one. I think mm-hmm. this second season of Cage moved up okay. has is like my is my fourth favorite of out of all the seasons. Like mm-hmm. I, you know. I graded like a very fine minus. Yeah, you know, for exactly I, I think I it's pretty solid. So I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You guys going very fine yeah, then very on fine that? Minus. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go fine with oh, this. Yeah. Uh, it just took too long to pick up for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first. It's still better than Iron Fist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean. So, was watching paint dry. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> great, great paint on a boardroom. <laughs> dry, but yeah. Which was um, most of Iron Fist. Again, though, yeah. Again, Dan- <laughs> Danny Rand in here is a big, you know, up for that. So. And that's the next show coming next month, I think, mm-hmm. as we record this, is the next season of Iron Fist. Right. Okay. Hopefully they've learned their lessons from well, this. Just get rid of that showrunner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Or we get a better show. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the future. But yeah. We'll see. Get to watch quicker so it's more timely to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So um, real quick, I just okay. got to throw in. No, no, this, I'm done with I'm done with Cage. I was just going to throw in Teen, Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, uh, right. I just, I, I'll try not to spoil this too much, but um, I'm just going to say Nicholas Cage finally gets to play Superman. <laughs> <laughs> his, his son is also a voice actor in it, so that's kind of cool when you watch the credits. Uh, there is one after credit scene, so if you were wondering like I was, is there, are they going to do anything after credits? They actually do have one after credits scene. Uh, for Teen Titans Go the Movies, uh, best Stanley cameo ever. All right, and there's actually m- more Stanley screen time in Teen Titans Go to to the movies than there is in like all of the Marvel movies combined. I think, um, and and there are. It was fun for me just to watch all the characters and artwork in the background. They're in like a movie theater and they have all these posters. Like there's the classic Neil Adams, Kryptonite No More is like on a poster, oh, yeah. movie poster here. And and uh, like in a movie theater, they, they have like Buona Beast and Animal Man and the Challengers of the Unknown are featured prominently in this movie. So um, if for no other reason, if you like DC and you like all of their characters, you will see a lot of DC characters cool. in this Teen Titans movie. Hmm. So there's it is it is geared more for kids, um, toilet humor and and all <laughs> that. They never call Deathstroke Deathstroke. He's always slayed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it actually was surprisingly good. So, good. <laughs> well, what would you rate that? <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought about it. So um, I, uh, it's like I'm going off of uh, probably about a very fine mm. minus or something like that. Mm. I don't know that it would hold up for a second viewing. Right. Um, right. Other than to keep watching the background to see yeah, all the characters I missed the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like it's not that there were a lot of Easter eggs. It's just that you know that they're there it's just because it's it's a theater full of all these 
superheroes and you're trying to go row by oh, row okay. and see who all's uh, there oh you know boy. and it's, it's you can't just see them all so right. the, i mean animal man was there and <laughs> i mean it's just all all of these and it's like it's a joke you know it's like why can't robin get a movie they're making a movie for all every other dc character <laughs> and then like they're coming out with i'm thinking i'm spoiling stuff so they're coming up with previews like oh maybe this is gonna be my preview and it's a preview for batman's utility belt <laughs> and then it's a preview. The that movie the next year is Batman's Batmobile, and so, the, <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I think it, I think it was worth watching. So Very yeah, cool. cool. Probably will. All right. Okay. Well, the next one thing that we're going to talk about. How are we going to do this? Are we just going to? I mean, the hard way, probably. It, uh, yeah. Probably. Because <laughs> I mean, this is pretty exhaustive. You know what I mean? Well, so, I'll, I'll, what uh, we're talking about here is Doomsday yeah. Clock. It's halfway through the series. Six of the twelve issues have come out, so we decided we were going to talk about it. And so yeah, far, so I I have kind of notes to kind of try to summarize the okay, story. Okay. So mm-hmm. while and you guys, I'll just go and then you guys just jump in mm-hmm. um, wherever. I don't even have page numbers, so okay. I'm just I'm just going to talk about it. So I mean, is it kind of roughly in order? I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty, so, okay. pretty much. You want to follow order, along yeah. at home? And I got sure. it, I got on an issue issue order anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I guess just the first thing, just some like general comments, like. This is awesome just to look at. Right. Um, yeah. The covers are great. Yeah, the art, great. you know, it and it, it to me it does feel like you know a honest to goodness continuation of the Watchmen. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, this is definitely a sequel. Yeah. yeah. So I mean I know and you know we've got the you know DC characters but this is this is not you know this is not the Flashpoint universe this is not the Rebirth universe um, at least I don't think feel like that it is mm-hmm. um, that could change in the last mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. Um, six issues so you know because we know this is supposed to tie in somehow to rebirth and you know all that so we don't we don't have that yet um you know bad things about this is you know it's supposed it was supposed to be monthly now it's bi-monthly so it's dragging out what was supposed to be a one-year story into a two-year story or 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 longer um they definitely could have been better prepared yeah, going back and um, reading it now, just preparing for this, it's like this is much better to read in a chunk. Tri- mm-hmm. there, oh, you know, just on the schedule this has been published, I've already forgotten major yes. plot points that have happened yep. here. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, if you haven't read it yet, get caught up. Yeah. You yeah. know, and if you aren't aware, each month for each issue, there are two covers. There's mm-hmm. the Watchmen Universe cover, and there's the DC Universe cover. Now. Typically, they'll have, you know, the Watchmen cover will be just stuff related to Watchmen. The DC cover will have some element of, uh, of the DC mm-hmm. universe on the cover. Some of the covers, it was tough for me to find. You know, yeah, like the yeah. there's one where there's like a bat signal in the background, and that's it. Other than that, it's yeah. a, it looks like a, a Watchmen cover. So Now, I don't know if... Um, if you notice this or not, but on in the lower left hand corner of each cover, there's a there's the Doomsday Clock yeah. with mm-hmm. the Superman logo at midnight. But the arm is ticking closer to midnight as yeah. each issue, mm-hmm. um, each issue progresses. So you can kind of yeah. see that. Yeah, on the yeah. back, I had, I had noticed it on the back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah also, also on the, the back. black cover, and they are also getting bloodier. Yeah, oh, yeah, the back okay, yeah. as it goes, <laughs> blood is flowing. Uh, well, I never even looked at the back covers. While we're so. on the subject of the actual clock, mm-hmm. I want to point out uh, last Saturday when I was working at the store, I ran and got some lunch. And I went by our city park downtown where people stage protests. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pick it out there for whatever cause they're, you know, passionate about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some pretty vague signs the other day. And as I drove by, I couldn't figure out what they were protesting. Mm-hmm. But I did see one sign that said the doomsday clock is at two minutes to midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they had a doomsday clock drawn on their poster. Right. So I'm like, unless this is just a guerrilla marketing campaign f- that mm-hmm. DC's doing yeah. for Doomsday <laughs> Clock, I'm not sure what these guys are protesting today. 
<laughs> but I thought that was sort of a timely <laughs> reference was what we were about to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so so issue one opens up. It's November 22nd or 23rd, depending mm-hmm. on how, how you read it. But it's November 22nd, 1992. Right. So I went back and pulled out The Watchmen. So so that the, the massacre in New York occurred right. on November 2nd, 1985. So right. we're basically almost seven years uh, to the date after Watchmen concluded, yeah. roughly, that is where this story picks up. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the other thing, too, is the timeline here, because we are still in a slightly future DC universe, yes. mm-hmm. is what we've been told so right. far. Mm-hmm. So again, there is a they are playing with time here, and I imagine that will play into the story I later, think, too. Yeah. Because that's where I got the most confused as we right. go along. Yeah, this is not really this is not nineteen ninety two DC universe. No. no. Yeah, and they, they just I mean they don't I don't think any point that they say what the year is is for the, for the DC, DC side. I, I don't think so, but I know in, in sort of the publicity and marketing, they specifically mentioned Batman's costume. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think it's kind of an issue. Uh, it's because Gary Frank has designed a new Batman costume, or someone did for this mm-hmm. series. We have just been told, though, too, uh, maybe like in the last week, that they are going to be premiering a new costume for Batman, sort of lo- dropping off the Greg Capullo design. It's not this, though. Okay. It's not this doomsday clock huh. design, which you would think if this is in the near future of the DC universe, would they would be. be incorporating the doomsday clock Batman design. Right. So a lot of what takes place, there's protests going on here early in the issue, mm. and a lot of what is, they're talking about is, I guess, Jeff Johns imagining what the political climate would be in the Watchmen universe seven right. years after mm-hmm. this event occurs. And, of course, we're, we're, I don't want to jump ahead too much because there's some things you don't know here at this point mm-hmm. um, that actually takes place. So basically we have this protest going on, and, you know, the, the Ozymandias, I don't know if we actually uh, – there's some interviews with him. We assume we're in Ozymandias's uh, uh, penthouse or wherever he is, and mm-hmm. he's throwing stuff out windows. So uh, not real happy about what things are going on. Mm-hmm. On the next page, we see a nice uh, brain scan or MRI. We've got uh, evidence of a tumor. We'll figure out pretty quick who that you know who that tumor actually uh, belongs to. But here we're finding out that it's been discovered thanks to Rorschach's journal mm-hmm. and Russian intelligence that people in the Watchmen universe are now aware that Ozymandias was behind the massacre that occurred at the end of Watchmen, which was in the alien lands and kills off most of most of New York City. So you have millions of people die in that event. The p- point was to bring the world together, and it did for a time, but then now other things politically in this universe are occurring that are causing that to kind of to kind of fall apart. And mm-hmm. then we learned that the news media is being closed. We now have national news and that Russia is invading Poland and this is going to be, you know, bad right. <laughs> uh, for for this universe. So it really all feels very 1980s Cold War. Yeah, right. Cold you know, War, yeah. Right, right after that announcement about the news, we've got the jail scene that introduces Rorschach to the story. Mm-hmm. Right. This first prisoner here, mm-hmm. is this Dan DiDio? Oh, <laughs> Is Dan DiDio in jail in the Watchmen universe? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we've got the introduction of Rorschach to the mm-hmm. story after mm-hmm. this. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, and as we'll find out later, how can that be? Yeah, he exactly. Because yeah, Rorschach yeah. is supposed to be dead. You're right. Well, so, yeah. so while he's in pre- prison, here he comes in and frees a uh, character, Marionette. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I got to note here, this is obviously not the original Rorschach because we know what happened to the original Rorschach at the end of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of surprises related to yeah. characters from from the from the first uh, series but now marionette is not interested in leaving unless 
they go get another character called the Mime. Yeah. Right. So we get the introduction of Marionette and the Mime. Now there has been a Mime in the DC universe previously, but that's mm-hmm. this is not the same Mime. This is mm-hmm. this is a new character, same name. Um, so the, they escape from prison and basically they go back to Night Owl's lair. And I'm jumping. You know, several pages. We know that Marionette has a child, and part of the conditions of her leaving the Rorschach is that she will ultimately be reunited with this child. Uh, Mime is interesting. He does not speak, Mm -hmm. so that's a kind of a plot point uh, moving forward for this. And he, you know, basically does everything as a mime. So just real quick on these characters, uh, something I, you know, obviously the comparison Mm -hmm. is Joker Joker and Harley Harley Quinn. Mm Uh, all the Watchmen characters, though, are based on the Charlton heroes, Correct. as mm-hmm. we all know. Mm-hmm. I hadn't put this together till the new issue of the DC Nation magazine that mm-hmm. DC comes out with is that there are analogs with Punch and Julie in the Charlton universe. So uh, technically, you could still say that these are Charlton analogs with okay. Punch and Julie. It really feels like they're more Joker and Harley. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. they're, you know, if you're just being a stickler for the mm-hmm. Watchmen characters, there are analogs here yeah. for one, these two. One of the things, I guess one of the things to say about that is the relationship between Mime and Marionette is not so twisted as yeah, what it no. is between Joker and Harley. Right. So no. there is a legitimate... Um, they do uh, care. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe eyes. not for the rest of the rest of society, yeah. Yeah. but for, for each other. For each other yeah. And and we will get when we get to issue six, we'll learn about. Yeah, that. and I tell you what, their gimmick as far as their powers go uh-huh. was. You know, uh-huh. we'll get to that later, but so inventive. Yes, I uh-huh. immediately, even from the first issue, I like these two characters yeah, a lot. Very and I don't like just are. just what they do. It's like how come no one ever did this before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, it seems right. so. So uh, seems like someone would have done this yeah. in the last ninety years of mm-hmm. comic books or so. Right. Yeah, so these these two are terrific characters. So, yeah. Um, and especially in, in issue six is almost entirely about them. So yeah. I really enjoyed issue six, but yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so anyway, I do, I do like the scene, though, even before we understand what's going oh, on. Yeah. They take Mime to the locker that locker. has his effects in uh-huh. it. And he mimes picking out things and putting them on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, and even Rorschach's like, okay, let's go. You got problems. You know, it's empty. <laughs> but then, yeah, Rorschach says, you have big problems. Big problems, <laughs> yeah. So. And if Rorschach's saying that, what's yeah. that say about these characters? <laughs> so. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. And, uh, on, I'm not, there's no page numbers, but once no. they kind of show the city again, they go by the Gunga Diner from right. the previous Watchmen series real quick. So mm-hmm. sort of a quick cameo there. See some airships and everything yeah. else that they've established yeah. in that world. So they so. eventually get back to Night Owl's lair. Night Owl is not there, mm-hmm. but, but but Ozymandias is, is there. So um, And they learn that basically they need to find Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then... You know, we cut away after that to the DC universe. They don't say that we're switching to the DC universe, yeah. but we're switching to the DC universe because we have Clark Kent, and this is a this is a world where I guess Clark and Lois are married. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, Clark is having a dream slash nightmare, which he's apparently not supposed to have anymore about his about his parents dying. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is there's a nice little, not the last thing, but then there's a nice little dedicated to yeah. Lynn Wing uh, yeah. page. Really appreciated seeing that in um, in the first issue. Don't know um, anything else you uh, want to say about the first issue? I mean, you know, right after that we have the text pages like yeah, we have I was, from yeah, the I was, Watchmen. Yeah. 
So yeah, again, they're worth reading. There's little clues mm-hmm, hidden mm-hmm. along in here. So What's going on? it's yeah. easy to pass this stuff up, but take no, the time and really read them. Yeah. So like for example, in this New York Gazette article, this gives you hints about the discovery that Ozymandias has actually been behind the the New York uh, massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things about you know nuclear peace talks stalling. Um, there is a, an obituary here that is important later. You have an obituary for Byron Lewis. Mm-hmm. I'm not for sure. I haven't quite figured out why they have the ad for the pliers. I think that's what Rorschach used to break into the jail. Okay, so may, okay, he cut, so that's he what cut it the is. fence, and I would imagine yeah. that's the device he used to cut the fence. Mm-hmm. Then and then there is a, a menu for uh, morning joes, and that does clearly state yeah. that breakfast is only served until 11 a.m. So that's an important story point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, <laughs> like this. This first issue, these are all sort of clippings mm-hmm. that Rorschach has put together, so mm-hmm. I think they all kind of pertain to him. A little more, as we'll find out later. And then there also, though, is an article about the murder of the editor-publisher slash of the New Frontiersman, which right. was the, the, the conspiracy rag from the Watchmen film, mm-hmm. but that's where Rorschach's journal was delivered, right, yeah. and that's how the information in that journal um, actually gets out. So, mm-hmm. and and uh, they do show they have all the covers for the first uh, five <laughs> issues ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Too bad that's, that's yeah, not all they have. but yeah. yeah, but unfortunately they weren't able to keep pace. So, mm-hmm. um, issue one, I really really enjoyed yeah, it. Oh yeah, um, I thought it was a really good, good entry into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very uh, <clears throat> again, make no mistake, and I think that's the thing. Was I first read it, I was surprised by is how much of a direct sequel to Watchmen. Yeah, is, and know. I feel like they kind of downplayed that a little yeah. bit in the marketing of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they've really kind of avoided that for years. Right. And, you know, even the Beyond Watchmen, yeah. or Before Watchmen before stuff Watchmen was, stuff. you know, prequels yeah. and things like that. I feel like for a long time they were trying to get Alan Moore to come back and do anything, and uh-huh. they've obviously realized that's never it's going to happen going now. To, you know. So yeah. I feel like DC's just kind of moved on at this mm-hmm. point. And, again, it could... It could, and not that it isn't a gimmick to sell books, but but it could be viewed that way. But it's just so well done. The yeah, that's just, the thing. Yeah, you know, if it, if it wasn't on par with this, it yes. would it wouldn't be worth it. Exactly. You know? But it is good. It yeah. is very good, and, and solid. And it is, like I said, it is gorgeous to look at. Yes. Yeah. It's just the yeah. And yeah. I think I mean, Jeff Johns gets it as far yeah. as from uh-huh. a writing perspective yeah. and the. Gary Frank, gosh, I just went Gary Frank, right? Yeah, yeah, Gary yeah Frank. artwork. Yeah, yeah and that's a, that's the thing. We'll complain about the publishing schedule, but long yeah. term, this will be oh, worth it gosh, just for yeah. the detail he's put into the art. Yeah, and he does feel like a good successor to Dave Gibbons. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, yeah. and, and I'm they, sure, and, and they do stick with basically the nine panel layout, yep. the format, yeah. and everything. They tinker with it a little bit, but so did Gibbons. You yeah, know? Right? And, and yeah. Again, just, I mean, we can talk about this later, I yeah. guess. But again, Watchmen originally had the secondary color palette, which they're not really sticking to here. Right. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's a case to be made either way for that. I feel mm-hmm. like you could still do the Watchmen universe in that palette and have the DC in the more modern mm-hmm. kind of coloring you're used to. And I feel like that would help differentiate when you right. know you're in another universe. Sure. Again, they didn't ask us. <laughs> right, right. And they should. So, all right, so issue right. two picks up so basically we have a nice flashback of mime and marionette uh in action so basically they're they're robbing a bank there's some conversation yeah. going on between them and ozamandius and rorschach while this yeah. while this flashback is and they're they're getting into costumes so you finally yeah. see you finally see their costumes on them yeah. so just real quick on the first page i really like this line from marionette or they're going through their effects and she finds a bottle of the nostalgia perfume and uh-huh. says nostalgia they don't make this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a really nice line it there. Is. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, but you kind of get a feel for their how crazy these two individuals are in mm-hmm. this in this bank robbery. Yeah, and sticking um, people up with their fingers and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Um, so and also uh, now after this flashback, no, go ahead. Okay. Just real quick, in the course of the bank robbery, we have the fun scene of Marionette slicing off the bank manager's finger, mm-hmm. only to realize he needs his handprint to open the vault. <laughs> yeah. So again, another funny idea that yeah. again, why hasn't that been in a book before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, at to at the end of this bank robbery, Doctor Manhattan shows up. Now, normally, and we've seen this in, in the Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan would take care of this by just eliminating these two. Poof, right. mm-hmm. they're gone. Well, he—they don't actually just come out and say it, but he determines that Marionette at this point is actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I think it implied that he hears their, the heartbeat yeah. of the child. And then they, they flash over to a – Marinette had noticed a picture of a child of one of the tellers, and they kind of show that picture to maybe cement that in your minds that she is pregnant and this is the child that they were referring to while they were still um, mm-hmm. still in prison. So they finish that flashback. They're alive. They go to prison. Now they're escaping with Ozymandias and Rorschach in Night Owls. Uh, ship and they're following this electron emission trail that Dr. Manhattan left behind so that they can actually find the universe where right. Dr. Manhattan uh, fled to. Yeah, and they're kind of just getting out of here before yes. the missiles hit. Yeah, because <laughs> so they, they time that pretty close. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of a gag that we kind of glossed over where Rorschach has a watch and he says, three hours left before the missiles <laughs> hit. I don't know, my watch isn't working right. right. I should have got that fixed and even those, I thought you said you were going to get that fixed. So they don't really know how much time they had, but they know they had about four hours. So you have this crowd seeing the missiles approach and yeah, they just escape and the last image you see during their escape is Rorschach's mask and that turns into an ink block test that is being taken by one Mr. Bruce Wayne. Uh, just real quick when he says uh, he keeps saying that the Rorschach's look like different boats, boats. to him mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the panel where he says a speedboat Obviously, that's a bat. That's a bat. Right. And, and now, yeah. I, want, I actually wanted to talk about this. <laughs> uh-huh. okay, so the first ink blot is obviously just to transition from Rorschach's mask right. uh-huh. to this one. And the last one, like you said, is absolutely a bat. Mm-hmm. I think the second one is supposed to represent Crime Alley because oh, you yeah, have. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Got Bruce in the middle there and the parents mm-hmm. laying there. So, yep. yeah. So, there's, there's, uh, there's, those should be something that are clearly represent something to Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. he's yeah. playing the, the Playboy millionaire. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, I want to get on a boat, but we know that what he's actually thinking. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. in, inside of these. Just a quick, just sort of a history of Rorschach tests in the Batman comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they've done this for years, like growing up reading Batman books, 90% of the time when I see a Rorschach test, I think it's a bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they've done that for so long. It's just and, it, it. And, and it's not like I'm taking Rorschach tests every day. I don't want people to think that. <laughs> right. But when I do come across them, that's usually what I see now because of that. So in the DC universe, the protests, there are protests also occurring, oh, but boy. they are against metahumans yes. all right so not against nuclear power but against mm-hmm. metahumans they're protesting you know batman specifically uh wayne enterprise we also learned that lex corp is wanting to, to yeah hostile mm-hmm. takeover huh. of, who, who, would uh, that, who would that profit so but again uh, uh kind of a bigger story point is what is instigating these protests mm-hmm. is this new superman theory that's yes. come up right. in the public yeah 
So there's rumors of this department of metahumans that we're going to learn a little bit more about. But mm-hmm. but into the bat signal, we now have Night Owl ship, mm-hmm. you know, busting through, crash landing yeah. in a in an old abandoned amusement park. Um, the four survived the crash, and as Ozymandias is trying to wake up Rorschach, we now learn that Rorschach's name is Reggie. Mm-hmm. And this actually threw me a little bit because I had convinced myself that. Um, Rorschach was the kid that took over the newspaper stand right. at the end of uh, Watchmen. Yeah, I was I was thinking that too for mm-hmm. a minute. Okay, yeah. but his that character's name was Bernard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is not that I was character. Pirate yeah. comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just real quick, I love how Gary Frank is drawing the bat signal. Where they're oh, projecting, yeah. projecting on clouds. Because uh-huh. you know what, people? That's how it would have to work. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of puffy looking. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, and I didn't go back and really look, is this the amusement park from Killing That's Joke? That's what I think. Absolutely. It, it seems definitely like, could why, be. why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just to reference another Absolutely Alan Moore story. Yep. But... And again, I read it not that long ago, but I would really need to kind of go back and double check. No, that. that's the very first thing I thought of. It's like even to the sign that's on the fence. I think mm-hmm. is the, is just the same thing. I, I didn't. I didn't even look at that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so um, Ozymandias and Rorschach they decide they're going to split up. They decide to find Doctor Manhattan most quickly. Then you talk to the two smartest people in this universe, which they say are Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. So Ozymandias is going to go to Lex Luthor because Ozymandias wants to go to the smartest person in this mm, universe. Not about that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, you know, and they leave uh, Mime and Marionette chained or yeah, handcuffed, which up. doesn't obviously <laughs> doesn't obviously uh, last. Uh, now this is Rorschach being the investigator that he is. Very, Bust into Wayne Manor and very quickly finds the Batcave, yeah. right. which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I do like when he's down in the trophy room. Here they've got the Mister Zero suit, which is like the first appearance Mister Freeze kind of costume. Mm-hmm. In there, I like when they kind of throw that in now and then. And again, uh, Rorschach is making his way around the trophy room, says tokens and prizes from victims. It's how Kovacs, the previous mm-hmm. Rorschach, Rorschach, caught so many animals. You know, just implying that you know he would have caught Batman. Right. You know, it looks like <laughs> he looks like a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping these trophies is what he says. So obviously, he thinks he's some kind of serial killer or something like that at first. Mm-hmm. So um, then Ozymandias finds Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is surprised to find somebody in his, um, you know, office. But then Luthor gets shot and we get our next surprise returning character. The comedian shows up on. But he died at the beginning of Watchmen, Scott. What the the heck is going on here? I do right after that reveal at the bottom of the last page here. (laughs) We do have this nice standoff between Batman and Rorschach Mm -hmm. where Batman says, you ate my breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you don't see a lot of back talk to Batman no. very yeah, often in the comics, yeah. so that's nice. And those were good pancakes. Yeah, they must. They, they better later. have been. Well, they better have been after what happens in the next issue. Yes. Yeah. So the back matter here again. The now we have web pages and stuff for yeah. for LexNet. So they talk about how there are more superheroes. Ninety-seven percent of superheroes right. are located in the United yes. States. Um, there's advertisements for like Ferris Corp. Mm. Um, they're talking about LexCorp being investigated for espionage. They talk about a couple of other heroes, Rex Mason, Kirk yeah. Langstrom is being potentially created out of this, this government metahuman project, um, and that it's Lex Luthor that is allegedly spearheading all of this anti-superhero 
um, sentiment, which kind of ties into how Lex, because he would do anything to try yeah, to bring down Superman. And he's done that so, so many times uh, before in the comics, it totally so, makes sense. So basically what it amounts to in the current DC Universe in this is the arms race is replaced exactly. with the metahuman yeah. race. Yes country that has the most metahumans wins mm -hmm. you know and so. that will that's going to become a continuing theme mm -hmm. especially when we get into like the fifth issue mm -hmm. of that of that whole metahuman so i felt issue two was a good continuation of right. issue yeah. one now issue three uh, are you I'm, I'm sorry no go ahead okay yeah. issue three this is the one issue where i take the i i have the biggest issue with one plot point um and it's towards the very end, so we'll, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. But um, it starts out with us finding out why the comedian's still around. Yeah, finding so, out that it's not just some stand-in for whatever yeah. it obviously is. Uh, it's not. It's not a successor like we have with Rorschach. Exactly, it's not a legacy character. It's actually him. But mm -hmm. uh, apparently, when uh, according to this telling, whenever uh, he was thrown through the window by Adrian. Veet or Vite? I don't know how you would say I that. I say Veet, but I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. right or not. <laughs> but, AKA Ozymandias. Mm -hmm. um, Manhattan interfered and transported him where he splashed down into. Well, like a Gotham. blue pair of legs interfered. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, yeah. almost certainly right. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, and, but, and uh, he ended up in uh, the harbor in New York, you know, in the water and, you know, crawled out and escaped, you know. I mean, leave some things open. But, again, we're mm -hmm. dealing with Dr. Manhattan who can yeah. manipulate. Basically do anything. Like yeah. I mentioned yeah. earlier, mm -hmm. uh, this was a plot point I had forgotten mm -hmm. just due to the infrequent, you know, publishing nature of this book so far. Right. I forgot that they explained how Comedian came back till we went back to reread mm -hmm. this for the podcast. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, of course, Comedian Ozymandias uh, begin to fight, and Ozymandias nearly goes through a window, which mm -hmm. Comedian, they comment on the irony that that, that nearly, right. that nearly yeah. happened, right? But then he does go through the window of, of his own choice. Escaping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, I kind of have issue with this the way I did in The Dark Knight. <laughs> you can't just jump out of a roof, land on a car, and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, he goes off some side. I get they did same thing they did in Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. They try to fudge it. Like you're not getting up from right. that, and he, least, he he doesn't. No, right. no. Yeah, at least in here he got hurt. Right. Whereas, yeah. So yeah, so they fight. Ozymandias escapes. So now we move back to the Batcave, uh, and Rorschach gives. Uh, Batman Rorschach's journal. So Rorschach wants him to read mm -hmm. so he can be brought up to date on what is going on. Yeah, um, I really like this Batman Rorschach interview. Yeah, like interaction yeah. we get yeah. in this. It really was well. really nice. Mm -hmm. Just some fun character moments with the both of them. Right. Yeah, it gives and you again, book. Yeah. characters you thought would never interact mm -hmm. before. And the way he just does it says, "Here, read this." Basically, and he's like, well, "You go clean up." Yeah, like, you stink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he kind of stands around for a while. It's like, okay, what page are you on? Page four. Yeah. So, like, to get him away, he, right. you go clean up, go have something to eat. I'll, <laughs> I'll get with you when I'm done. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit more of mime and marionette in. Uh, in right. the park yeah. um but uh to me now we go to this uh nursing home yeah all right mm -hmm. and uh okay so we get the first inkling of in the watchman we had all the pirates okay yes. so mm -hmm. that interlude type story is going to be yeah. this um uh, oh the, my gosh like, i forgot yeah Nathaniel whole, dust. yeah, Nathaniel yeah dust, which is another dust. yeah uh you know comic book from from dc mm -hmm. but there's constant talk of this actor uh, carver coleman mm -hmm. now whenever i was first going through this there's a gentleman standing by the window looking out and i initially thought okay this is 
Carver Coleman, even though oh, Carver yeah. Coleman is supposed to be dead. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure now at this point that that's not Carver Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we'll explain who that is. They give a kind of a little um, uh, better understanding of who that. Actually, they say here it's Mr. Thunder. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that's Johnny, Johnny Thunder, Thunder of the right. JSA. So there are several JSA characters that are going to uh, mm-hmm. be. Their existence is going to be implied throughout. You know, throughout um, Watchmen. Um. Yeah. Um, so, okay, mime. I, I'm gonna go ahead a few pages here. Um, you know, after the clean, but mine and Marionette are basically fine. Joker's bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and well. yeah, and here we first. Now we learned that that yeah. those invisible mime things that uh, he picked up out of his um, locker were not actually there. Was there was something there? So yeah, it wasn't make believe. Nope, they yeah. are apparently invisible to be seen. Um, because he uses his gun. So whenever he was threatening Rorschach with a gun previously, he could have blown Rorschach's brains out at that point. Yeah, and I like how it's, you know, they do sort of a subtle reveal with the coloring and the lighting where you kind of see a rough outline of the gun. Mm -hmm. But they don't do these just sort of invisible woman effect of like outlines or dotted lines or something. It's like it looks invisible, you know, throughout the book. So it's kind of a fun thing and plays Mm -hmm. into their gimmick. And again, why didn't someone ever think to do this before? Right. You can see a little light glint off of it, yeah. you know, in a couple mm-hmm. of points. So it's and, like it's a solid. And you thing. see the flash coming out of the barrel yeah. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Marionette is very lethal with her little <laughs> strings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and we get so some, we'll cool. get some more yeah. story about those strings oh, yeah. later on too. Yeah. So again, though, it, like there are parts where it almost appears invisible just because mm-hmm. it's a very thin, you know, fishing mm-hmm. line kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, again, a good just a good gimmick for a marionette themed yeah. character. Yep. For sure um let's see i've got some news reports you know that are occurring talking more about the metahuman race we get some more of the nathaniel dusk Mm -hmm. uh, story um rorschach waking up from a nightmare and uh batman during this time now and this is the point where i take a little bit of issue with this with uh issue three so batman finishes the journal says hey i know where dr manhattan is i'm going to take you there so he and rorschach proceed to arkham asylum and he says he's behind that door he puts rorschach in a door closes the door behind rorschach and locks him in arkham asylum now the reason why i take issue with this is as much crazy stuff as Batman has seen, for this to be the thing that's going to have him send somebody straight to Arkham, I, I think that's a little out of character. This this is one of the coldest things Batman has ever yeah. done. I love this moment in the story. Yeah. I, I understand your point. Uh-huh. But, but I didn't I, see it coming when no, I first read it. No, I didn't yeah. either. And yeah. it, and when you read it, it's just like, oh, yeah, of course. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but so, it's, it's also, uh, I think it also plays into what you're saying, though. He has seen so much crazy. Mm-hmm. This is one he can take care of right now mm-hmm. before it, goes before any it gets any worse. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is as crazy as Batman uh, has seen is, what is in the journal. This right? is right. cold-blooded mm-hmm. as far as Batman goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think the real issue is don't eat. Batman's breakfast, right? <laughs> because this, this is, is what you'll this get. Is what happens? No how good those pancakes were. Uh, so, so the Batmaner in this one, we learn uh, some more about this Carver Coleman, Coleman who is yeah. the actor who plays uh, Nathaniel Dusk. Dusk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get uh, we get some stuff about uh, him. Learn that he was beaten to death to the point that he was unrecognizable. Which I, I now I don't think they've done anything with this officially, but I think that's going to become a plot mm-hmm. point. Yeah, you know, right. moving forward. So this is why it's sometimes good to to read some of this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some of this back, uh, some of this back matter material. It's not there for no reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
that's the thing about it. Um, and also that he's missing a watch. Okay, mm-hmm. so so there's something else. Uh, we discover yeah. that he was being blackmailed. As far as the watch goes, there's also a hidden room mm-hmm. that police yep. found in his house filled with clocks. clocks. Mm-hmm. Who does that sound like? What? <laughs> yeah. 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 So his father was a clockmaker right. and obsessed with time. time. All mm-hmm. Watchmen. And we've already got time travel, you know, yep. playing into this story in some level. Mm-hmm. So we also now they say here that they think he might have been killed because of his mother was trying to blackmail him, and she was a member of a crime family called the Sabellas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the last page, this is kind of like this uh, tabloid magazine of the time. And they have like these rumor pages. Well, what's interesting is we get a little mention of Sergeant Rock here yeah. um, on the on the last page. Um, they do talk about these movies. They talk about the movies being controversial. So, like the first movie of this uh, of this series, yeah, Nathaniel Dust series was. Uh, uh, picture earned notoriety for using words like virgin and abortion <laughs> right. and teaching a private investigator suffering from battle fatigue and fighting police corruption. So, which were, you know, if, like, if you read like the comics code, those are things that you're not oh, supposed yeah. to do as part of the comics code. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that was, again, some of the back, the back matter, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. It feels to, like a slog, but it's really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and on the last page of the rumors, too, we also get more sort of an origin story for Rita Farr of Doom Patrol, right. too, and like the affair her parents had and things like that, which I don't know has ever been a thing. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. And so. then we've got a story here about John Law, the Golden Age Tarantula, mm-hmm. in okay. here, too. Huh. All right. All right. So, so issue four. Issue four, yeah. So, well, there we start out with. Rorschach unmasked and we have we, we haven't revealed who he is we just see him now well right? we know at this point we knew we knew he was black we knew his name right. was Reggie and that's uh, really right. about all that we kind we of we knew it wasn't Walter Kovacs back from right. the dead mm-hmm. which I think was kind of the <coughs> part of the point yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know but we kind of get the, the first reveal. yeah the first image here is the the pancakes right, look like Rorschach right. what he sees and what's actually there are, right. are two completely things I'd rather have the pancakes yeah oh, me, yeah, me too sure. So we get a little history about this, we'll say Rorschach 2 at this point, but we'll just call him Rorschach. Um, we get some history about uh, Rorschach and that we learned that his father is the one who actually did the evaluation of, of, of Walter Kovacs. Kovacs. Mm-hmm. So he had access to his journal, to his writings, mm-hmm. and that's basically going to feed into... Yeah, we get to see later on how he got access to that stuff, yep. which yep. is a direct tie. And again, to the original Watchmen, just the, I just, I mean, just... Mad respect, you know, to Jeff Johns, right. the detail that he paid to that original mm-hmm. story and everything else. You know, I mean, he's, you always know he's a great writer. Right. But, you know, but to be able to just do this so seamlessly and just not see something so far is just like, oh, that can't be right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you look at and you read it in the context of Watchmen. Uh, I know. didn't go back and look. Did they ever show the Doctor's home life in the original book? I think like, they did. Was the kid ever like a background character or anything? I don't know about the kid. I, I know the wife was like being like negligees. Are you coming to bed? Uh, okay. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, like that. So I don't know about the, it'd be, about the kid. It'd be neat if, you know, he was. Yeah. But yeah, I'd have to go back and look. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we also get learn how um, Reggie survived the attack. Yeah. Well, he was he oh, was boy. there, mm-hmm. um, and you know traumatized uh, by that event. Um, while this is occurring, uh, a, psych- a psychiatrist is coming in and doing an interview, mm-hmm. um, an evaluation of Reggie. You know, as of course he's John Doe in in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So like, kind of. Um, and and kind of, he's now the subject, like, 
Walter Kovacs was. And yes. He's being analyzed by, and of course, as he's looking at the doctor, the psychoanalyzer, he's hallucinating, seeing, you know, flashes of the creature because mm-hmm. he was like had pretty much a front row seat of oh, that yeah. mm-hmm. of that uh, alien, and just like just the mind snapped, and so he just is locked in that moment mm-hmm. at one time. And probably I think it's a good time to bring up the Watchmen movie at this point mm-hmm. because to me, I really enjoyed the Watchmen movie, mm-hmm. and it is. Almost 100% faithful to the comics until right, the yes. very final event. Mm-hmm. So, in the so if you keep hearing about this New York massacre and you're confused by what we're talking about, in the movie it was a nuclear explosion. Mm-hmm. However, in the comics, and this is what this is following along as the comics, it was an, an alien, a faked alien invasion. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Um, so, which yeah. was all engineered by Ozymandias. It's still sort of the same plot and everything. Yes. It's just the execution and what the final mm-hmm. thing at the end was. Right. Was switched. Where, yeah. And and at the time, I actually preferred the movie ending yes. to the to the comic ending. But now, for the purpose for the purpose of, of Doomsday yeah, Clock, yeah, I'm actually you know <laughs> enjoying. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to appreciate the mo- the comic ending a little bit more mm-hmm. than the than yeah. the movie. Ending. But how would you get into that in the movie? Yeah, so I think yeah. it was a good decision for the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't have the whole backstory of like the artists, artists and the and filmmakers being kidnapped yeah. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, there's already a lot going on in that movie. They already had to cut so much to begin with, right? So, um, um, so anyway, Reggie is obviously struggling at Arkham Asylum, and he nearly escapes. And he meets Encounters. up with a guy who almost feels like he's insane, but he's not. Well, maybe he is, but he's not really. But it ends up being Mothman. Right? Uh-huh. All right. So, and at this point, Mothman uh, takes him in and begins to train him. Mothman escapes, but he's brought back. And Mothman is now flying out of the of Arkham Asylum periodically to. Oh no, this is well, Arkham yeah, Asylum. Is, we're we're in the we're yeah, in the. We're, yeah, this is, this is a flash, flashback yeah, to when sorry. he was institutionalized previously. So yeah. he's in the asylum. He's escaping and bringing contraband back in, <laughs> and it includes going back so he's and getting, getting recaptured intentionally. Mm, yeah, and he's yeah. getting, but he's getting items that belong to Reggie's father and bringing them back in so that he can review them. Things like mm-hmm. a coffee mug and. And some books and and such. We really get a little bit of uh, Rorschach 2's history, how he became, and and what ultimately causes him to kind of actually snap. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also Mothman is trading him physical combat uh, from all the styles that he learned from whenever he was part of the, the Watchmen superhero team. Um, as well, so Reggie becomes a becomes a fighter, and that's gonna you know play pay dividends for him moving moving forward. And we kind of see what became of the Mothman character too. Kind of a nice right. ending there mm-hmm. yeah. with that character. Yeah, so the flame, the yeah. Moth to the flame. Yep, and then exactly. we've got you know Rorschach making his way to Ozymandias's uh, base yes. from the ending of the original Watchmen mm-hmm. series. And then he he goes there specifically to take out Ozzy Man, you know, take out Ozzy, yeah. make him pay for yeah. what he's done because now everybody's known, and he knows where. His, but he gets there just to find. Adrian Veet or yeah. Ozymandias actually remorseful yeah. for what he's Well, and done. he's broken because now we see yeah. that it was him, him with the his scan that has the yeah. tumor. Mm-hmm. Tumor, so yeah, so we know for sure. So they basically at this point are able um, to team up and they develop this plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, going to back to that. John. Yeah. Now also going back to that obituary we saw yeah. in the first at the end of the first issue. Well, that is the obituary for the Mothman. Right. All right. Um, and then uh, this issue kind of closes well, closes out where we see the mask of the psychiatrist. So now it's mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. that had actually been evaluating uh, Rorschach. 
And then on the last page of the actual story, we have, the, again, this mosquito being a... Well, I actually have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so in the top three panels, there's this photograph that's falling down. Mm-hmm. What? Who is that supposed to be in that photo? Is that photo supposed to be significant? Um, um, it's on the page. last page of the actual comic. Is that the picture of Manhattan and um, his girlfriend from girlfriend? the original series? Oh, uh, Maybe... I mean, it wasn't obvious to me right. who that's supposed to be. Yeah, and I don't know that it's in here previously. Yeah, I, I didn't remember seeing it. Um, My, you know, I think it ties into what we get at the bottom of the page. Right, where we have a mosquito going into a bug lamp, yeah. and it leaves this little puff of smoke it that looks is, like looks like Dr. Manhattan's. Um, yeah. Uh, all I know is he better not be hiding in a bug zapper <laughs> at the end of issue 12. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the back matter here, we have several letters that Mothman wrote to his sister, sister. while mm-hmm. he was institutionalized. Uh, kind of sad to where you find out she didn't write back to him for years, yes. probably decades, it sounds like. Well, it sounds like she never wrote back to him until she sent him flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still don't think he she ever wrote to yeah. him. I think that's the that's the implication that team right. ever uh, wrote to her and he even sent her money and such so mm-hmm. but <laughs> i thought it was humorous whenever he asked her to send him uh supplies, oh, yeah, the supplies that he needs so to that he needed out. to uh yeah, yeah. <coughs> was like like uh 18 feet of 3.8 millimeter <laughs> right <laughs> aluminum yeah. alloy tubing <laughs> yeah. 40 feet of quarter inch yeah etc 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 so he so needs some wings wings needs new wings so he can build some wings that are a little bit more substantial wings. right um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, they put that obituary in the first issue and they show it again, you know, yeah. so now we, we see what that all, um, ties into. So, yeah. And again, uh, starting here on the fifth issue now, uh, we've got Ozymandias in the hospital. And again, I had forgotten about this scene already mm-hmm. two issues ago, yep. you know, where they're kind of diagnosing him and he, you know, makes his escape from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he does, you know, after, as he escapes, he's able to retrieve his uniform and his cat. Right, right. right. So, Bubastis. yeah. Um, let's see. We see, you know, not Firestorm, but the Russian counterpart mm-hmm. right. for Firestorm. They do continue to mention other superheroes. Hawk and Dove get a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, All in the context of them being results of this super, this the metahuman of metahuman program. affairs. Yeah. So here we're starting yeah. to, things are starting to pick up with that whole Department of Metahuman yeah. Affairs. And, and again, we don't know if that's what's happened. That's right. just kind of the rumors that are leaking to the press and that kind of thing. But it's mm-hmm. all kind of the Or who's the di- source for these yeah, rumors? Yeah, well, that's the kind of the dialogue. Is. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have Rorschach with Saturn Girl having made their escape from Arkham Asylum now. All right. Okay, now this is Legion of Superheroes, Saturn Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's kind of threw me. It's like it seemed out of place. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this was referenced in the DC Universe Rebirth special that kicked off the Rebirth yep. line. Okay. I think that's where she kind of comes into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, again, by Jeff Johns. Yeah, and she was mm-hmm. in there, and then she was in uh, that Justice League versus Suicide Squad. She was in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Too. So, and again, we've got, you know, like a press conference here with Russia kind of showing off their like state sanctioned superheroes mm-hmm. now. And again, some references, you know, these are characters that are all pre-existing that have been in here before, but mm-hmm. just sort of falling under this umbrella now. So Mr. Mr. Thunder now back to the nursing home. He escapes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and he is, you know, traveling to find the lantern, right? So we learned right. that he's going out looking for looking for a lantern yeah. um, so we can assume that this is Alan Scott's mm-hmm. yeah. lantern because it's pr- JSA predicated upon him seeing a news report of the all-American steel company burning down in green flame mm-hmm. you know oh, okay. so right. to him it's like he knows what green flame is right you know and again nice reference of the all-American mm-hmm. steel company mm-hmm. yep 
Um, Ozymandias uh, returns back to Night Owl's ship after leaving the hospital, meets up with Batman. Yeah. So Batman has the journal, right? Um, next we go to Joker's bar, and Comedian is there and investigating what's happened to all of uh, Joker's uh, thugs and the fact that they, you know, didn't take the or uh, didn't take any money. No, actually, we're to a different scene here with Mime and Marionette. They're in a they're in looking for. I guess they're looking for the Joker at this yeah. point, right? So I, they're trying I to really, track him down. I really like how the gang tattooed for the Joker is the original Jerry Robinson Joker card <laughs> logo. I, I really like when they use that in the comics. It's kind of nice to see that as a tattoo on the gang members. Yeah. Um, Moving ahead, we see a brief glimpse of, uh, we don't actually see a glimpse of Black Adam, but we get that Black Adam is, uh, you know, active in this world. We'll learn yeah. more about Black Adam later. I do like how the reporter that is, you know, being saved is Jack Ryder, you know, the creeper. Oh, okay. From, uh, that Steve Ditko created. That's kind of a neat tie-in. Uh, we see some news reports, again, with Firestorm and Killer Frost talking about the metahuman theory. I do like how candid firestorm is being in these <laughs> seconds i also see uh i don't remember him ever just straight up talking to the professor in front of people, people before no. i'm sure he's probably done it at some point yeah. especially with the justice league but to do it on tv like that it was kind of funny <laughs> lex is recovering in the uh hospital let's see well look at where i'm at in my notes yeah glowis comes in pays him a visit you know now the big reveal here is that uh lex reveals that there's a a metahuman is working for the government who was a member of the Justice League. Now, they don't go out. We don't see anything else with this in issues for sure in issues uh, five and six. But that's, you know, probably setting up a plot point for the last yeah. half last half of this story. The problem with that is that's a nice hint. It does not narrow down no. anything. <laughs> it's like you the know, Avengers. Everybody's yeah, a member of the Justice League. You know how many League. people have been a member of the Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're just counting, you know, since New 52 or something, it's still a decent list. Yeah. So uh, the old man, Mr. Thunder, arrives yeah. at his destination. He gets mugged, escapes uh, briefly. Um, you know, he gets uh, beset upon by some young toughs. Yep. I always, I really like when they bring it back Johnny Thunder with this stuff. Especially, you know, even if he's older like this, mm -hmm. it's always nice to see that character again. Um, he does, though, find the. Alan Scott uh, Lantern, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Is, yeah, this is the original Golden Age Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Yep, L Lantern. And uh, then he is saved uh, by Rorschach um, and Saturn Girl um, from those that were trying to uh, mug him. So, And then it kind of closes out where uh, uh, Mime and Marionette have to go in to find the source of the bat signal, uh, meet up with Joker, and I guess during that, uh, the, the <laughs> Night Owl... Uh, does it crash? He gets kicked out. I can't remember exactly what happens. Batman um, falls out of the yeah, he falls ship, out he? for s for some reason. He's Ozymandias is flipping the ship around, mm -hmm. and it seems like Bat Batman just kind of tumbles out of out, it. Right. Yeah. But again, go, go, he's got his grappling gun. He shoots go. it onto a gargoyle. You figure he would have been able to stay on the ship if he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, he gets dragged down by the mob down. in the yeah. street and hey. Joker's thugs beat him up. Beat him up. So right. So we now have an unconscious Batman and and Mime and Marionette uh, meeting the Joker <coughs> and Rorschach asking what is Lantern. <laughs> I know it's right. not going to happen, but imagine if Rorschach got a Green Lantern ring to control <laughs> that lantern. Uh, one of the things that I hopefully didn't talk about while I was gone, but one of the things that threw me and maybe just because I'm simple, 
is on page 16 we see a shot of Superman kind of hovering above and kind of checking everything out from on high. Mm -hmm. He's wearing the red trunks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's well, just like... So the red trunks are back now. Right, the red exactly. Back, the thing. So. so this is yeah. supposed to be the near future of the DC mm -hmm. Universe is so what we're they told. they knew then yeah. that the trunks were coming back. That's Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's interesting because they did notice that about the super, the Batman costume too. Because I, I meant to go back and look too. One of the things leading up to all this, you know, right, you know, one of the first... There's a small crossover event called the Button, mm -hmm. you know, and I know we we see Batman in the DC Universe Rebirth Special Number One. Find the Button, right? What costume is he wearing? Because now he's got the oval, right? Yeah. And this, at the, at the, the time, I think he was just wearing the current costume. Okay, the current costumes. Okay, so we just still don't know because that's you know, paying attention to costumes is a clue to. You would think. You would think, but you're not sure. But yeah, I just know that he's got the oval emblem. On his chest, and Superman's wearing the red. Yeah, jeans. and that's the thing. They have tied this into DC continuity. Yes. You know, that's yeah. the thing. This isn't just a standalone thing. Gary mm -hmm. Frank is doing his own right. deal with the costumes mm -hmm. and things. This is supposed to be in continuity. Right. Or so we've been told sure. at this yeah, point. See, that made me think with the trunks back and then, the, you know, the oval on the costume. I was like, okay, so are we really still in? 92, you know what I mean, in oh, the DC yeah. universe, because yeah. it went before those costume changes happened. But then later on, it specifically says, like, doesn't it say somewhere like 2019? Like it does. Yeah, yeah, it does later on. on. Right yeah, here yeah. on the top on that trouble alert. Trouble so the alert. back matter in the back of, May 30th, of issue 5, it says, yeah, so, 2019. So maybe that's when this <laughs> so will like, finally oh, wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be done by then. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we got another year, so we it's going to be. Yeah, so anyway, um, the back matter in this one, they talk more about the rise of the metahuman, mm -hmm. get a little bio on a few of the heroes and villains, a little map about where they're, you know, how the metahuman race is going. To me, probably the important part is the last couple pages of the back matter, where we have this super invitation from Black Adam, where he's basically inviting any metahuman to, to come to Kondak, yeah, Kondak to um, basically, you know, for. Uh, yeah. Amnesty or sanctuary, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so. and then now, now issue six. Even though this is the most latest, this is the least to say about this issue. It's a terrific issue, but the mm -hmm. least to say about it because it is basically an origin story from I'm and Marion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is a terrific it really origin story. They have a very tragic or origin. Mm -hmm. You. You need to read this. I don't want to say you know a whole lot about it because mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely um, worth uh, yeah. uh, reading. You know, while this story is you know progressing, mm -hmm. they are you know moving around with Joker, heading to some supervillain meetup is basically mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. So we're interspersed with Joker pushing Batman around and chained up in a wheelchair. Um, them talking, meeting some other you know uh, crooks. Until they finally arrive at this uh, gathering. Yeah, I really like this interaction too. Going to the meeting where they're kind of running through the sewers, mm -hmm. and they come across some of Mister Freeze's henchmen. Right. <laughs> this is a thing that should happen way more in these comics. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much crime and different supervillains in Gotham. <laughs> they would be running into each other like this. Right. And the guys, you know, Freeze's henchmen are saying that they heard Bane got caught by the feds. Maybe Freeze did too. too. Maybe we should go along with Joker. Mm -hmm. This Maybe would be. If we don't. He's going to kill us anyway. Yeah, so right. yeah. This is the data day of these henchmen mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's and they do decide to join up with joker for a little bit right to where they get some crazy tattoos and stuff yeah, yeah. but again <laughs> that plays into once they get to the meeting freeze is there they're like freeze is gonna be mad about these tattoos oh, yeah. we got, you know <laughs> don't let him see yeah, yeah cause he just kind of looks over at him yeah like that and uh do we ever get a reason to as 
I mean, the backstory when Mime and Marionette are young kids of how he just starts out not talking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's okay. just, he's, yeah. Just, yeah. he's just, he's just, he's just, he's, 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 he's mute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my Marionette Joker arrive at this meeting where I mean, you have Riddler, Captain Cold, uh, Giganta, Penguin, yeah. Captain Boomerang, all uh, lots and lots of uh, supervillains there, and they're basically talking about: Are we going to accept Black Adam's, you know, offer mm-hmm. of amnesty, right. or are we just going to stay here? The Quarter Owls, they say they're going to stay. You know, a lot of them are, are going to go. And then, they're, of course, they're accusing each other. Well, such and such is a puppet. Like Typhoon mm-hmm. um, is being accused of being a puppet for the government, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying, well, I don't know him. You know, Dr. Savannah's there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do um, like when they're on the way to the meeting, Joker tells Mime and Marionette, that they're going to this meeting of the secret society no, or legion or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, this right, time. Yeah, you know, that kind of does play into DC's history uh, of like injustice leagues mm-hmm. and crime syndicates and different things where <laughs> it is a good point. Joker makes it's always the same group essentially, but there's always a different right, name yeah. for it. Like mm-hmm. they can never settle on something. Labor of the day. And Riddler refers to this as the league of villainy, I think uh-huh. at some yes. point. So <laughs> that's what they're calling it this time. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Comedian crashes uh, uh, this meeting, uh, basically immediately yeah. assassinates Typhoon with mm-hmm. a pretty graphic headshot. Um, and Mime, and this is where we learn a little bit more about the relationship between Mime and Marionette. Basically, I think Mime understands that Comedian's out for Marionette, so he is making himself a target yeah. for the Comedian so that Marionette can escape. And they talk about this you know, a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a really nice sequence of panels where you have the comedian lining up the shot. He's got he's got his sights directly on uh, Mime's head, and then this leopard print appears uh-huh. in his yeah. scope, which is gigantic, yeah, a, growing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I do I didn't catch this the first time through, but on the next page when the comedian hits the fan, mm-hmm. and they're all making their escapes. Uh, Riddler gets shot by the comedian and is riding on top of one of the subway cars. Mm-hmm. The uh, top is phasing through the window of the mm-hmm. subway car, and the mirror reflection mirror master is setting him uh. through the window <laughs> as him and uh, Captain Cold, the three of them, are making their escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So again, there is a big expo- you know comedian throws a grenade. There's a big explosion. Couple guys are dead, but you know, I wouldn't worry about these characters not showing yeah, up again no, later. Right. Some of them definitely make got away. Mm-hmm. Again, more good backstory here yeah, with Marionette. Tragic backstory yeah. For, yeah. for this. Really for, good, really well written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is I mean, even if you're not reading the rest of the story, this issue is, is worth reading just yeah. for the for the backstory of them. Um, and then, you know, at the end, uh, you know, they do escape Mime and Marionette do escape together. However, the comedian does catch up with them and they are saved by, of all people, the, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gives them a uh, And again, a funny line from the Joker after he takes out Comedian mm-hmm. of, you know, mimicking the noise that Comedian <laughs> said when he went down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he procures the smiley face, face button, button. Uh-huh. off of the Comedian. Oh, I yeah. smile. Yeah. yeah. And then the back matter on this one, so we do learn, mm-hmm. because now we have typhoon. documents that right. say Department of Metahuman Affairs, and they go through the history of Typhoon about how he was created. Yeah. So they're apparently lending some credence to this theory. Unless these are all <coughs> fake documents. I guess right. unless these are all fake documents. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a double agent. Um, and then we get some additional documents from, um, oh gosh, I forgot who it was from. Um uh, Moonbow. Moonbow, yeah. yes. Saying that he should be, they should say what actually happened, that he should get basically a hero's, um, you know, a hero's burial. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then on the on the last page, we get a 
a from the desk of director uh, director just, coffee stain yeah, apparently that's an unfortunate that's what that's stain. what you do with your official government documents lay your yeah. coffee on them over over the name uh, of who this is actually from so we don't get to find out who the um who the Justice League person is that's part of this group. So, huh. Did you guys catch the co- <coughs> the codes for the agents uh-uh. on here? Uh, because Typhoon is listed as... Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think. There's different ones in here now. Oh, yeah, FL294-1981. Okay. That's Flash... 294 from 1981 oh, that's that's his first, first appearance oh, really? that's so cool. yeah it, it carries through here so one of them is moonbow mm-hmm. uh you can figure out some of the other they're talking about the uh puppet master gl1 1960 from green Lantern number one so you can wow, so really you can cool. kind of figure out who these agents are something to probably pay attention to later in the series if they start mentioning agents by their number right you know it'd be a way to figure out who they're talking about gotcha. that kind of thing so Who's kind this? of a fun clue oh, in there. Brandon. Okay. Yeah, that's the Moonbow character yeah, from gotcha. the meeting previously. Because I just saw the signature at first. I said, "Is that Boston Brand?" Oh <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of like, looks nope. like it. Okay, so. So yeah, so so far I'm I'm really enjoying, still enjoying this series. Yes, I wish it was right. much more coming exactly. out much more regularly. I'm ready for more. Yeah. yeah. You, know? <clears throat> you know, I think it's I think we've got an it's it's a little slow lead up, yes. but it's moving at a good pace, and I think we're in for a pretty good conclusion. You know, my big fear. Is that it's like all the Marvel events that it's going to be a whole lot of something, and the last issue is going to mean nothing. Like, yeah, <clears throat> but but at least with this story, we know that they can do something pretty significant with the Watchmen universe side of the right. characters. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously nothing super bad is going to happen to Batman, Superman. Right. But you know, but my the missile, marionette and all Rorschach, this time this is going on, the missiles have hit. They've already, already hit, hit. Already in hit. The, yeah. and we don't know what the level of destruction is yeah. at that point. You know, so, over in the Watchmen universe, uh, just the way event books have gone for DC since Dan DiDio took over, you can't tell me there's going to be a the end at the end of the mm-hmm. story. There will be loose ends that go on to something else mm-hmm. especially if this is successful you know as they want it to be mm-hmm. i can't see them just tying up everything and we never hear anything about the story again especially with you know how popular mom and marionette are probably going to be yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the story <clears throat> there's no way they don't do something with those characters again yeah. at some point especially yeah. being original characters and not mm-hmm. you know alan moore creations right you know. and just so well done you know what i mean it's just yeah. like these characters for yeah. being so central and key to this and being relatively new characters they are i mean just the backstory they've given yeah, it's, you, you, it's at, really really good at this point you you thought you understand these characters completely mm-hmm. i mean you understand their motivation and everything about them with just right. you know not even the equivalent of two issues of, of mm-hmm. information just about that and then all so. this stuff happens and all this stuff's going on you learn so much about them and, and then you're not even thinking about it, but in the back of your mind it's like they've got a kid you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, what, yeah. What, what is that? Who is that kid? You know what right. I mean? It's where's just the like, kid at? Where's the where's kid, kid at? Who is it? You know, all this and all that. Or who will it become? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many layers to this. And again, like I said before, you know, this could be just come off as gimmicky, but it's just so well written. Yeah, this, this is stressed, just gorgeous. Yeah, that yeah. it's just solid. It's just this good. is what they wanted before Watchmen to be. Yes. Is, you know, the feeling I get, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And again, there was some good stuff in there, but that event was basically hit or miss with yeah. the different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. This really feels like a sequel to Watchmen, yep. mm-hmm. you know, which they've put off for so long. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, it's one of those things. All you know, good things come to those who wait. So I think maybe we just waited long enough to get this story that we need. You know yeah. what I mean? 
and again how much will these Watchmen characters play into the DC universe I think that's going to be interesting the way you know obviously we're seeing JSA characters mm-hmm, we're right. seeing Legion characters which you haven't seen either one of those no. in the rebirth era right. and they've been talked about since it started you know but so yeah it'll just be interesting just um, I'm I'm looking forward to more yeah well I mean that's something we were talking here around the store too when they announced this mm-hmm. is like what do you gain from this story uh-huh. do you incorporate Watchmen into the DC universe right it I don't think like, anybody really wanted that yeah I feel right. like that's a poor fit unless yes. you <clears throat> I mean you know anybody with a great idea could probably it could probably work but right. again you have to find that right. and it's like what do you gain from that you know mm-hmm. you don't i don't see a watchman with dr manhattan and comedian on it no. right yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just like how do you do that with you know this mm-hmm. pre-established superhero universe that's been going on for 80 years right you know yeah. but it is interesting you know i mean just the you know like i said the hints that we see in some of the magazines that back back matter stuff you know about you know who is Manhattan, and was mm-hmm. he on? The, was he hiding in plain sight Sorry. this right. whole time as a member of the Justice League? You know, I mean, yeah. Martian Manhunter could it be? You know what right. I mean? It's just like so. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, he, that's the thing though too. Even you know, when he's the deaf crime. You know, the mm-hmm. the detective. You like right. John right. Jones? You know, it's just like is this all foreshadowing of that, or right. you know, reading too much into it? That's the fun stuff about this kind yeah. of books. Yeah. You know, is the theories. And, it's, and when you're, you know, this is one of the few books that I'm reading as it comes out. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, as far as a trade. I feel like I'm really surprised they haven't done Doomsday Clock Volume 1 mm-hmm. of the first six issues. Yeah. I mean, they've done that in the past for bigger 12-issue oh, arcs. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm really surprised they're not doing that, especially because by now, stores, you know, local stores are probably sold out of the first couple issues at mm-hmm. least. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, yep. It seems like... Again, a no-brainer for DC, and it's not like they haven't done it before. Right, yeah. You know. Get it out there. Because there are some people that just trade read, and they, they're they probably ready to see what this is about. You right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, and again. And those then, people. <sighs> right. <laughs> and again, you know, if, you know, they're saying this is a bi-monthly schedule now, there's no yeah. way we don't get a, another bump, bump in there yeah. at some point. Yes, uh-huh. Uh, you know, theoretically, this is wrapped up next year. We'll see, mm-hmm. you know, how that really plays out. But yeah, right. it'll definitely be a while before we get the twelfth issue out of this, mm-hmm. for sure. And then maybe at some point, Jeff Johns decides they need a thirteenth issue. You know, they'll do it. Oh yeah, you know. sure. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Do we want to rate the story so oh, far? Yeah. I, I mean, it's only halfway. Only halfway. Yeah, I mean, at this so point, I had to far. give like a very fine plus just because I'm yeah. absolutely going to keep reading it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I'd probably give it a near mint minus, you know, just a, maybe a notch above. I mean, yeah, I couldn't like it a lot more. Yeah, I'd probably go near mint with oh, it yeah. too. Like, this is, you know, I suppose my expectations probably weren't <laughs> where they should have been, <laughs> yeah. especially after before Watchmen. Mm hmm. But yeah, it's just like how do you follow up Watchmen? You know, exactly. they just they never did it for so long. Mm-hmm. And if you have never read Watchmen, the original, don't you don't know, listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to any of this. <laughs> don't listen to any of this. Avoid it and go buy that book. And yeah, read it. yeah, yeah, go read here. It. How, how many copies do you have on the shelf right no, now? No, 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 no. You need know. To, <laughs> probably just a couple. Just a couple, but yeah. you can come get it. Oh, soon. Yeah, always, always in print. Oh yeah. yeah, and again, apparently that's part of the, the sticking point with Alan Moore uh-huh. was his original contract was as soon as this went out of print, it all went back to him. Oh, uh, really? And it's yeah. they've never let it fall out of print. So. And they even solicited uh, a new modern yeah. edition. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> hardcover slipcase edition. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't read Watchmen, 
It's amazing. You know, yeah. it's not a fun read. It's not a light read. <laughs> yeah, all. it's not you a know? feel-good comic no, book. No, no. And it's not light. And the yeah. back matter in this is like child's play like compared oh, to that yeah, stuff yeah. that's in Watchmen. I, f- I feel like that was probably intentional, too, <laughs> oh, yeah. on John's part. Yeah. And, it, and if you want a, a fun experiment, you can read Watchmen and, and pretend that Dr. Manhattan is Captain Adam. Right. And uh-huh. Rorschach is, is actually the question. Questions and Night Owl is Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. And, Both yeah. Blue Beetles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, one and two. Yep. Silk Spectre is what? Phantom Lady. Phantom Lady, right. okay. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of pretend that they're other characters. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of the original point of this was to bring those Charlton characters over, and they couldn't do it yeah. because they were all almost all would have been dead. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. And DC said, no, we're doing other stuff with them. And it was for the best. Yes. But Alan Moore doesn't want people to adapt his creations. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. But it's okay. Yeah, if he does it. Yeah, if he does it. Uh, all right, so... So we'll, we'll be back in 2021 yes. to wrap up yeah. Thursday. <laughs> so we'll stay see. tuned. Yeah. Listen to every episode in case it's that one. But uh, I guess that'll do it for this, you know, bonus content and this. And uh, again, if you, you know, I've got, I think I've got most issues still on the shelf of uh, Doomsday Clock. If you want to check it out, come in and pick up a trade paperback of the original Watchmen uh, and give that a read. And, you know, it's just, this is really solid stuff, and uh, just hopefully it'll bring. Come in and check it out. So uh, before we wrap it up here, I just want to say, uh, give us a call here at Campus Comics at six one eight four five seven six zero one one, if we can help you in any way, or uh, stop by the store and see us eight sixteen B East Main Street here in Carbondale, and um, see a BergCon here. Yeah, Berg Comics up soon. Con August eighteenth. Maybe this might actually be out after that. Uh, yeah. So we had we had a great time at yeah, BergCon yeah, this did. year. It was phenomenal. Best show ever, Scott. Congrats. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. And then of course September 29th and thirtieth, we'll be yeah. at Saluki Comic Con here in Carbondale, and then October thirteenth. Uh, Campus Comics and Bird Comics mm-hmm. will be at the Paducah Galaxy of Heroes Con um, yeah. or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is looking like it's going to be a good uh, good show. It's going to have free admission. Yeah, it's first year for that, yeah. right? First year mm-hmm. for that show. So they're they're doing a lot of things right for a first good. year show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have pretty high hopes. It's just a matter of, you know, getting people in Paducah in that area to come out mm-hmm. to it. So mm-hmm. I'll, I've attended a few conventions in Paducah, and sometimes they're not very they – don't, they don't get out for some of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that – Paducah will actually get out for this convention because they're. I think they're doing everything right for that show. Yeah, so they're trying to do some good with it. Yep. So, all right. So that's it from here at Campus Comics. And again, I'm Mike No, owner operator here. Like I said, call us, come see us, message us on Facebook if we can help out. And again, here with Scott Scott Reig, BergComics.com, B-U-R-G. You can find me on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Blah blah. And Dan Brown, I'm online on uh, Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt at Detective651 and here at the store most Saturdays. All right. Thanks for listening.